Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from the DTD Nordic. I am Morten Rövik and I'm here with my friend and colleague Lars Roskil Henriksen. Hi Lars. Hi Morten, happy to be back again and looking forward to recording another episode. And um, I think this will be uh, be a good one. Me too. If you are new to this podcast, our goal is to support you in using GTD to clear your mind, become more productive, less stressed, and really be be present with uh, whatever you're doing, whether it's uh, at work or at home. And um, we hope that you find these episodes valuable, regardless of your experience with GTD. And uh, if you want a refresher or want to learn the basics in GTD, then we recommend you go back to uh, episodes one through six and listen through those. That's where we cover the the basics of managing your your work. Yeah, great. And today's topic is listener questions. We've gotten two questions we decided to answer in this episode. We have one episode, sorry, one question about email management and one about uh, what? <laughs> yeah, so the, the question we got from a listener in the US, uh, David Drake, uh, he said, uh, you guys always have a great podcast. So thanks. Thanks for that, David. Um, as an avid GTD user, I would like to see a podcast on project planning and time blocking. For people who have multiple large projects, it's important to protect your time and block some time off. How do you do this in GTD? That was his question. Um, and if I uh, if I should start to to answer that one, um, I think uh, the project planning perspective. I think the the starting point in GTD is really the natural planning model, and we already covered that in a previous episode. So that would be my starting point for the the more complex episodes. Um, but what we haven't spoken that much about, I think, is is the the time blocking part of the question. Uh, how do you then make time for this? Because um, it's always an interesting question question when we, uh, at least for here in Denmark, and I'm sure it's the case for you in Norway as well, to sit down and talk with the people that we coach or the people that attend the seminars, um, if they need to go in and, and block out time in their calendar. Um, and it will vary so much from person to person. You know, when we do open seminars, you can ask one person and then the next, and they will have completely different calendars. Some people have wide open calendars, and some people have very full calendars. So so the question, uh, is it necessary to block out time? Uh, the answer to that really is, uh, it depends. Um, and it, it, uh, oftentimes for me, it comes back to the, the company culture and and how many meetings they, they attend to, how much they are invited to, how much stuff should they need to discuss before they start doing things. Um, and and um, so that's often an interesting reflection to do, to look at the calendar uh, to see if, if they should make any, any changes to, to that. Um, and, and one aspect I think is interesting to look at uh, that I also just recently wrote a bit about on, on LinkedIn actually this week was uh, to, to, to really take care of your calendar, be, be, be nice to it. It really is, uh, you know, the hard landscape of the day, as we would call it. And, uh, and it, it really is a critical list to, to maintain and, and, uh, and weed out. Um, so do you have enough time to, to process your incoming stuff, emails and things? Do you have uh, time for your meetings? Do you have time to prepare for your meetings? Do you have time for handling all the unplanned work? Because you know that's going to show up. And, and the more you know, experience that, that uh, I, I get with, with working, people here in, working with people here in Denmark, the more I see um, the amount of unplanned work actually 
really uh, even rising. I think over the the past five years that that we've worked with this, uh, it really is. Uh, it seems to be growing, uh, or at least the people that attend the seminars uh, come and tell me that they have you know a significant part of that day, maybe fifty percent. I had a medical company recently saying seventy percent of that day was unplanned. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really. So so how does that match your calendar? Is there seventy percent free time because that's what you're telling me before you then have time to to, to even get to your planned work yeah. and, and managing inputs. So um, it really is necessary to 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 maintain that uh, that list. And um, yeah, so with regards to blocking time, yes, if you need it. Um, and for me, I would do that as part of my weekly review. Uh, if I see a deadline approaching, I would be checking my calendar to see do I have enough time or do I need to start blocking out time if someone is, is looking to, to steal my time. I think mm. that's where I would, would go with it. What, uh, what about you, Mon? Well, I, I use time blocking for, you know, as you would do in, David would call it uh, the, you know, the hard landscape to, to, to prioritize. You use that as your prioritization, prior, prioritization, how you say this? <laughs> prioritization. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Tool. And, uh, and especially when I find myself, and we all do, let's just admit it, we Time to time, we procrastinate things we don't find very mm-hmm. either important enough, or, or or maybe things you find a little boring or challenging, taxing. I I used my calendar as a anti-procrastination tool by blocking out some time to do that little thing because I know I must make it, and you know it's if I block out an hour, set aside time for doing this, that helps me to prioritize it. Hey. I, I managed to say it now. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. No, but uh, and and also it's 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 um it's a if you look at your your workload, it's either you must plan work, you must do predefined work, or you will do ad hoc work, work that shows up. And depending on your um, areas of focus and responsibility you must make some qualified decisions on how much time you should use in a different category. And if you don't make that upfront, it's very difficult to make that when you're in the, in the weeds, when things happen, some colleague comes and knock your door and, and trying to call you for uh, take your attention. So some time blocking can also be um, a prioritization tool as this by taking uh, you decided this is very important. I must set aside time to make this, and then make yourself unavailable in your calendar, and maybe even go off doing, go somewhere else to do your uh, your work to be uninterrupted. So it's um, I think if you look at the complexity that we maneuver in these days, it's fast paced, changing all the time. Often for many people, it's it's um, they they feel they are they are they are running after what's happening instead of being in front of it and to become mm. in front of it you have to set aside time to reflect and to crack those nuts uh, that are you know a little harder to crack mm-hmm. and um, yeah so time blocking for me is to set aside time for procrastin and the procrastination <laughs> and and uh, and uh, it also I use it for. Um, for planning projects, uh, when I need to plan a project that I haven't planned, I we are training new trainers in the Nordic region now. We have five new trainers trainers coming aboard this this spring, 
And uh, I had to set aside time to plan this because it's a lot of next action, next action, next action, next action, next action. And then finally, hmm. when that two hours or whatever I set aside is over, I make a bookmark. Where are you now? Where, what is the next action after this? And then I just leave it. Is it a way of really moving fast forward on a project also? Mm -hmm. so. And uh, I, you had, got something to add on this, Lars? No, I think we, we, we covered it. I mean, you can always dive into uh, more details on how to, to manage these. And there's, uh, in some cases, it uh, you know, from David's question, it could also sound like some traditional project management uh, approaches would also make sense to, to take into consideration. And then the question is how to integrate those with your own GCD system. But I think that's maybe a topic for another podcast. Mm. And, that, and just to be clear that, you know, GTD don't talk about time blocking as such. Um, there's just next, next actions, but also that if you want to speed up a project, you need to give it more attention and speeding up a project would be, for instance, setting aside time in your calendar to work on it and to birth the, the project and then start moving on it if it's urgent or you must make quicker dances on this. Hmm. So, okay. Um, I think we've answered David's question. I hope, David, that you feel we've given you something that of value and the other listeners as well, of course. But then we move on to Håvard Spikeland, uh, Spikeland in Norway, who has a question. Um, he says, thank you for a fantastic podcast on GTD. I'm thank thankful for those words. We like, people like what we do. That's why we are doing it. Uh, we, we love giving value to you and thank you for writing to us. And he asks, uh, he writes a lengthy email explaining he's a project manager and a UX designer for a company who produces uh, web pages and bigger um, systems for, for web. And he, um, he has questions about email. And uh, I'm trying to boil it down in a couple of questions. So do you have techniques for not being distracted of the inbox and new emails. And then how do you write emails fast? When should you read email? Uh, and uh, any tips for use of uh, email on a computer time strategy around emails is of interest. So like, this is a broad topic and uh, let's try and dive into this, uh, Lars. Mm -hmm. um, I have some techniques uh, for uh, for this. Um, what are yours for uh, not being distracted of your inbox and uh, when you're when you're working there or when you don't work there at all? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So first of all, I think it's always you know email is is probably the number one topic that comes up. How do we manage that in a in a better way? And uh, I just find it interesting that that people always say they get a lot of emails, regardless of whether they get thirty emails per day or two hundred. They exactly. always get a, a lot of emails. Um, and you know, managing emails is 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 just like any other inbox. Uh, so, uh, I as I would uh, sit down at my desk where I'm sitting now at the office, um, what would I do? Well, I have the the options that we actually just spoke about in in the question from David. Uh, do I want to do planned work? Do I want to do some unplanned work? Uh, the stuff that might have shown up but haven't hasn't gotten into my system yet, or do I want some to do some some defining work? Is that that what makes sense to me right now? Um, so I would, uh, if if the, the the latter option is is the right choice for me, then I would uh, go in, in into my inbox and, and get it to zero. Um, <clears throat> and I think what has helped me most 
recently at least in, in becoming more effective in managing this is to become better at uh, integrating emails into my task list. So I use um, Gmail and I use uh, Todoist for managing my, my lists at the moment. Um, and there's a nice plugin. So when I have an email that I need to, to uh, do an action on for in, in, in one way or another, uh, I can hit the button, I can type in the next action, I can, can do my um, shortcut codes and then I, uh, I can just hit enter and then uh, archive that email. So uh, recently I've become a lot more efficient in uh, in quickly getting to, to zero. So uh, for me, the, uh, the both the, the quick integration with getting that email out of your inbox and into your system, um, that, that, that was one helpful part, but certainly the other way around, not giving too much attention to email uh, was the other thing that helped me because now it's working from my list rather than in my system. Mm. So, so for me, that made a lot of sense to make that that change. So, um, I think that was uh, that, that I think was a good starting point for for me. What mm. about you, Mon? No, I I agree with you totally. And um, I I see often when we coach people when I when I one on one and talk to people about emails that they use their email inbox as a you know task list. And if you only have two minutes uh, emails, that's okay, um, unless you're you're kind of swamped with two minutes. Uh, and you're not doing anything else but two minutes. But um, my, I would like to zoom out a little to start a little, you know, broader uh, approaching this topic. Because as David would say, is that when you start your day, uh, where should you start? And uh, he advocates, and I totally agree with him, that you should start in your calendar, your hard landscape. What have I committed to do today, maybe tomorrow? How does my days look now? today and then move on to your lists see what if i have some you know some some weird time in between i have an hour what could i fill that hour with uh, depending on where i am what i have you go to your context you make some get get yourself an idea of what you could do if you have some spare time in between your meetings or in your calendar items and then after you have this overview you open your email because then you will see what you have I committed to do today, what could I do if I wanted to, and what has come in since the last time I checked my email, or I clarified and organized my email. And that, that will give you uh, the right, in the, um, the right uh, what do you call it, um, the order of things. And, and if you, you can actually do this automatically in, in uh, in Outlook, you can go for File, Alternatives, Advanced, I think, and then find the folder where Outlook would start. And then uh, you could uh, change for Calendar and then close or make OK uh, this. And then next time you start Outlook, you don't start in email, you start in the Calendar. That has a lot, a lot, more, peace, lot more peaceful environment than, um, than um, how you, you know, um, you would uh, start in your email because then you're, you're 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 sucked into email. I don't know about you, but I'm. If I start reading emails, kind of like or wanted to clarify and organize them, it's kind of like you're sucked into there and you don't come mm. out unless you're when you're before you're finished. And you maybe you should have an overview of everything else that you could do that day or you've committed to do that day. So that's a good place to start, I think. Mm. And um, then, do you have any uh, techniques for not being distracted of emails and new emails? And then, I would like to start and <coughs> zoom out again for when you have emails coming to you, 
historically, if we had an email address for a while, there's a lot of email coming because you signed up for this and you signed up for that. And then, and then you don't have a, um, a conscious uh, relationship to whatever comes in. Then my first suggestion is get conscious and uh, uh, cut as much of the inflow as possible that you can get away with. For instance, do you have a newsletter you don't read anymore? You kind of like go numb to it, you delete it or you just archive it and you think I will read it later, but you never do it. And maybe you, it's time to get off that. And David says, have your attention or have your attention. If you, if you don't have your email, you're not uh, tentative about it, or you look at your email uh, with attention, you, they will take more attention than they deserve also mm. as your thoughts as well. So your your uh, mental capacity is everything that comes in front of your eyes or into your conscience is stealing your energy. So if you're going to get more of the right stuff done, get all the, the craft and the, and the crap out of your email first. <laughs> so get off all your email uh, newsletters. You don't have to have all people send you emails you don't want to have. Tell them or spam them or put spam um so you don't have to see it you know what you can spike mark them as spam and then when you've cut that inflow as much as possible then you you might want to do what i call deflect email um, which means for every email that's fyi for your information only and um, for instance uh, email you are cc'd on and if you haven't done this already, you should tell your organization, everybody around you, that if you put me on CC, it means it's for my information only. For my information only. There's no action required of me. If you want to have required uh, action for me, put me, uh, puts my email address in the in the to field, not the copy field. Mm, yeah. So then then maybe you want to make a folder called cc email and then automatically make rules in outlook or gmail all these services have email rules so you can automatically route them outside your inbox and straight into a folder called maybe cc carbon copy and um, you have some some of you will have reports some uh, what we call read and review uh, emails that comes to you, there are some documents you have to look at, and then if you committed to read them, you should put them in maybe a read later folder so you don't have to look at them right now. They will go into the folder and make sure that you have one of these, you will have a number for each email you have in there so you will see that there is something not finished here. Uh, that's a, a good way of getting uh, um, things out of your eyes. And I, I use a um, when I explain this to people, this is, if you only have emails, you really have to clarify and organize in your email, you obtain what I call email nirvana. Because if you imagine you only have the emails, you really have to clarify and organize. You must make a decision on them. That is a different ball game than having all the, the crap you don't have to make decisions <laughs> on, taking your mental capacity. And for me, who's a low reader, I'm a, you know, email is is hard for me to read really takes mental horsepower and so i get really tired if you send me a lengthy email and you're especially if you're <laughs> unclear don't do that i will i will thank you <laughs> verbally at least after so but uh, 
if you imagine if you have an email where you only have the emails you really make need to make a decision on, that's a lot easier to handle. And out of maybe the 50 emails you get every day, maybe there's 15 you really have to make a decision on. Should I reply to this or not? What should I do? What's my next action here? So uh, do you have any other strategies in this uh um, no, no, that's uh, those are very, very good, uh, very good tips. I think one one note on the uh, folder to read later. Uh, I, I used to use that as well, but what I found was that I would would not read it later. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. so I would have a folder, but that was more of a uh, it might as well have been an archive stuff that I yeah. would want to be able to get back to. So uh, like everything else with GTD, you know, f figure out how to, to make it work for, for you. And that was one thing that I had to remove from my yeah. system because I was not diligent about uh, yeah. attending to it. Yeah, and and uh, I I don't know if we will get banned from Apple Podcasts for saying this, but I this is a word I use when I tell people you need to engage your bullshit filter <laughs> when you start. Uh, you know, really, my my son teach uh, taught me this word is called seriously <laughs> in, Nor in Norwegian seriøst, <laughs> and this this is you must engage your bullshit filter and tell your brain really, am I going to read this later? Or am I just kind of being a hamster trying to, to, and I have fear of missing out something, I should read this. Or really, really, am I, seriously, am I committed to read this? Mm. If, you, if you can't answer that truthfully, then just, you know, delete the email, don't, or get off that list, or, or mm. route, route the emails to your, to little deleted items. If you need to get it, you have 30 days to find it normally. Even if you delete it, so hmm, yeah. or archive it. Uh, yeah. Other than that, uh, you know, it uh, yeah, some basic uh, uh, you know tools, uh, shortcuts can can really just be very very helpful. Um, mm. So we set up a lot of people in, in Outlook because that's that's uh, the primary uh, mail application used in in Denmark, and and things such as the the Outlook Quick Steps yeah. can be really helpful for people. You can yeah. assign shortcuts to them. You can actually do some pretty cool stuff in in the newer versions. So certainly, I would I would want to look into that. And also, uh, a lot of people will, will will challenge me when I say you know you need to to disconnect. You know you want to empty your inbox and have that as a separate task to do, and then you will want to to disconnect. But then they will yeah. say, well, actually, I do a lot of my work in Outlook. I, 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 I send emails, I, I schedule things well, then go in and find the button called work offline. Yeah. That That is an amazing, <laughs> very important uh, button to be aware of. That mm. simply just uh, cuts the, the internet connection from Outlook. So you can still do almost all of the work. There's some, you know, group, email group management and some server side stuff that you're not able to do, but most of the stuff uh, you're able to do. And most importantly, you're able to cut the flow of emails that are uh, maybe stealing stealing your attention. Yeah. And then um, and and the same thing in in, in Gmail. Uh, I, I've recently mm. started to use uh, use Boomerang to exactly. uh, pause my inbox, so I don't mm. uh, get my interruptions in there. And I think you use another tool in Gmail, Martin. Yes, I use something called Inbox When Ready. It's a uh, Chrome extension. Uh, who you know just to give people why why should you consider using anything for this? It's like if you are easily distracted, like me, like. Uh, let me let, there's an uh, i have an unread email oh what's that and i'm i'm automatically mm. attracted to it and especially if i'm in procrastination mode that's very easy to <laughs> go in there <laughs> so I, I i have to uh, you know limit my distractions and then the inbox when ready is a plugin where i will 
Um, I turned off, of course, the, 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 the Chrome uh, show, the number of email uh, in the Chrome um, tab. I, of course, this is off. And then I have uh, this uh, inbox when ready where I can the, then hide uh, my inbox. You get a button says show inbox and when you click it, it opens, shows you the, your unread email or all your e email in your inbox. And you can set schedules for when this happens. You can uh, uh, auto hide your inbox. You can have what you call an impulse check, time budget, and you can schedule your lockouts. So you can say, I know email between <laughs> nine and 12, <laughs> which is good for those. Well, I don't use that. I, just, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not there yet, but I'm I'm have a show and hide inbox so that I can write an email without seeing the emails coming in, which is distraction-free working. This is what I need. Yeah. And then I wanted to just address something before we um, close this episode. We are on the 24-minute mark, 25 soon. Just for taking us out is the, um, the folder structure. People ask all the time, should I have a folder structure for structuring email? And my answer to that is, what well, if you feel that you need it? Um, mm. Yeah. And the search functions now has become really good. So it's possible to just remember some, a couple of keywords. And if you really are diligent of deleting irrelevant emails, and uh, you, know, you only have the, the archivable emails left, where it really they have some future value for you, uh, in your archive, then you can more easily search. But if you have a back huge backlog of email in your archive, you haven't deleted, maybe it's difficult to make that search. So uh, is it good or bad? It's neither. It depends. <laughs> so make just just make sure you don't make productivity pornography, as they would call it, where you 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 you, you are more. Um, attracted to fiddling with your system, making folders and color code them than actually doing the work. And uh, ask yourself, does, th does this folder structure help me m become more productive or is it just a way for me to, to suck my thumb? <laughs> yeah, no, I can certainly relate to that. And I, 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 it's often fun to discuss when, when talking to people in coaching or in workshops because people tend to have a a really strong commitment to to how they manage their system and this is you know this is, these are habits that are formed uh, typically over several years um, yep. and what i found for myself when when i started working the system was that i had set up a, a huge folder structure uh, and i i was diligent in maintaining it but i never really used it mm -hmm. uh, so it really didn't make sense for me to maintain and i think some people will also recognize that you know they have worked with outlook for so many years and in previous versions of outlook like 2007 and, and earlier the, the search functionality was just really really bad mm -hmm. so so they had to do this organization but now like you just said there's the the search functionality is is so much better so for the most part uh, you know you can can manage with uh, very few uh, folders and um, i think david once once mentioned that he had maybe you know 40 50 or something like that uh, folders um i have one i have my archive i search <laughs> i mm. search everything that i need and uh, so that makes it so much quicker for me to get to inbox zero because i don't mm. i didn't use that structure anyway so for me it doesn't make sense to set that up no and then what, what i use for i actually use folders quite actively but i'm i'm very diligent and clean cleaning up in them and i have what i call action support folders where i put things that are relevant to, to a to a project um, and then I archive them as they, the project is finished. I archive that uh, it's um, 
uh, a label in Gmail it's a, or a folder on, uh, on, a, on an Outlook, and then I archive the folder when I'm finished with the project. So, but so it's possible. Um, and I also use folders for for things I don't need to see immediately, like my FIIs and um, um, read when ready, read later things. Mm. Okay, I have. I think we exhausted this now. There, there's another question, but maybe for another day is uh, writing email fast. We we have some some ideas for this. Maybe we should save that sure. for an, a later episode. So we'll tease that for another episode. Uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, okay. I hope we you feel that we've answered your questions. Um, please send us more questions. We liked it. We like answering them and um, keep them coming, please. Yeah, agree. And and also one last note from from my end is to be sure to check out um, the out uh, the the setup guides in general. So yeah. so have a look on, on the web shops on the Danish website on the Norwegian website on gettingthingsdone.com if you're outside the Nordic uh, countries to look for the for the setup guides there. Um, you know the response from people uh, is the, is always that they benefit from these. Um, they 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 really you know. Uh, you get a, a head start and you get so much good information in those uh, setup guides. So highly recommend to go in there and, and, and buy them. Uh, the, the value you get is, is really, is certainly worth it. Mm. Yeah. But, um, but, but, but remember, you don't learn GTD from a tool, you learn GTD from the book. <laughs> or a seminar or whatever yeah. Yeah. yeah and let me transition on that one to where you can find more information about that because that is uh, gcdnordic.com for the Nordic countries you'll find each of the country websites there can um, I interrupt you and tell you hmm? tell people that we have a brand new website at gcdnordic.com we've refreshed it it's, um, if you like it uh, go and have a look and tell us what you like and hmm? what you um, don't like good point yeah yeah. Uh, so, and, and you'll find the country websites from there, and there you will find the seminars, coaching, you'll find the different groups that we have, meetup groups or uh, groups on social media, and you'll find more information about everything, newsletter, articles, it's all all in there, and gtnordic.com is the, is the starting point. And um, as mentioned in the beginning, really hope you find uh, these episodes valuable. And if you do, we'd really appreciate it if you share a podcast with a colleague or, or rate us on iTunes. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. Bye-bye, until next time. Be productive. Bye everyone.